0: Awesome. So at this point, Ryan is 4-0. Jeremy is 2-2. and What kind
1: of a cut did you have? Uh, we did a cut to top eight. I think okay. we had 13 players in total when we started. Okay. Um, yeah, so we went top eight. Uh, it, it was interesting. There was a, another guy, another Spectre player, uh, Brendan Nagel, I think is his name, uh, was also 4-0 at this okay. point. Um, and so then the, the TO told us that there was like a, um, a two one hundredths of a difference between our ex- extended, you know, strength strength, strength, strength of schedules there. Um, so I actually went in after Swiss in second place, uh, okay. cause I was two hundredths of the point behind him. Uh, but we did the cut to top eight. Uh, everybody got their, you know, their great little uh, gummy dice. Yeah. Um, uh our play group that had traveled from raleigh it was it was pretty cool um uh three of us uh made it into the top eight so myself jeremy and our friend david um all made top eight which was nice um and uh my top eight round uh was again i'll I'll keep this one pretty short um i played a guy that was running han rangers Kotun. okay and uh yeah, there's just not a whole lot to say about this match. I think. What we, map were so, you on?
0: So we were on Uskru Control Points. Interesting. Okay, because this
1: this should be a strong match for Hon Rangers. Should be. Um, I I rushed strong in round one. I had my whole squad out there in the middle of the map, and because I could just kind of tell by his plays, um, I think I think my opponent may have been frustrated with the amount of specters in the field this day. (laughs) So I I think he was in the situation of, um, he'd made it to top eight. He got his dice and he was kind of done checking out. Yeah. So it, yeah, there, I rushed hard, um, round two. He, he had brought his Rangers out too far, too close Mm. to the middle. Mm. Um, yeah, it was, it was ugly. Um, not much to say on that one. I I won that one, yeah, pretty quickly, well, awesome. pretty easily. Yeah, yeah. There you go. All right. So
0: now you're five and and0 Jeremy yeah. do you want to give give us your top eight match?
2: Uh, sure. So uh, even though I was uh, two and two, I had lost to Ryan and Brandon, the other uh, four and and0 So that was good enough for fifth seed. Um, so my top eight match was the uh, only match of the day where I did not play Specter Cell. Um, so I played against Blade uh, and his uh, Vader DP list. And uh, man, unfortunately for Blade, I mean, it's that's a hard list to play on Oots crew against uh, against a box list, um, you know. So I uh, ended up with the bottom side, uh, just boxed up behind the the column, and uh, you know, did not give him a lot of good opportunities to rush. Um, he eventually did get Vader down there, um, took a uh, element of surprise, a parting blow on um, on Leia, and uh, you know, he was just one one short of one shotting her um which meant she lived and uh, was able to uh get Dricotta to uh, do uh the double tap on the DP and um yeah the DP went down I ended up winning uh, shortly thereafter when time was called um the highlight of the of the game though was um at the start of the game uh when he played uh when he did uh, rule by fear um he pitches uh for C Throns card so what right I- o-
0: Oh well, I guess actually with first Leia, that's not super crazy, right? Because you're getting rid of a card that Leia has the right like you might just be making their deck better, right? In terms of you're getting rid of something like maybe they get rid of planning or whatever, but really Leia is is kind of a counter to that in that she's going to be able to cycle the best card right back.
2: That's right. Yep. And so so right away I knew he had a good a good hand. Um so I had intel leak in my opening hand. So that, that was Leia's first turn play, was uh, to drop Intel Leak. And uh, what I saw was uh, both parting blows. Dying Lunge and Price of Glory was the rest of his hand. So um, I, I probably took about a solid two minutes to make my decision what to pitch. Um, at that point, I didn't know if I was going to... I knew I would only get one of them killed, either Vader or the DP. Um, so I, I, t- I pulled Dying Lunge... Um, uh, you know, figuring that if I choose to go after Vader, he's going to be up in uh, up in my business. So, um, so preventing that last Vader Vader attack was was key.
0: Awesome, very awesome. All right, on to top four, Ryan.
1: Yeah, top four. Um, had a great game here. This was against uh, Josafa uh, Joe Jesus again uh, with his nine act uh, scum list. Uh, we were playing on Tarkin Labs Rogue AI this time. Um, which going into it, looking at his list with nine activations, I was kind of thinking this could be a good one for him if he's able to dart out and, and get those AI points. Um, again, he's got devious schemes. So he took the treehouse side. I was on the, uh, the interior, uh, deployment zone. Um, and really the AI just didn't factor much into this game. I hit it once. Uh, For two points, he was able to score it, I think, just once before it moved all the way to the to the hangar, to the far end. And then nobody messed with it anymore. So um, this was just another one of those games where the specter cell math just kind of kept me in the driver's seat. We're making trades, but my trades are usually coming out ahead. Um, I I think I remember his dice being pretty cold uh in this game it just wasn't coming together for him um most interesting part of the game was uh, so the top four prize at regionals this year was a set of the uh, acrylic uh, bleed tokens so we those had just been passed out before starting this top four game we've all got our fancy new uh, acrylic bleeds and uh joe gave me ample opportunity to use these um at one point in the game i looked down he had uh three different bleeds on me he had managed to get bleed onto zeb kanan and sabine uh and during that same time i think had also dropped set for stun onto ezra um so you know i was happy to have those bleed tokens got to get some good use out of them um but again like that sounds bad um because i don't i don't want to be spending actions to clear bleeds although guys like zeb i can clear a bleed move four and still make a melee attack uh you know um but even, even with all those um, conditions stacking up on me, you know, I've still got motivation, which I was able to clear the stun off of Ezra. I think mm-hmm. I had uh, heart of freedom for Canaan at that time. Um, so I was able to, to shake it off and just uh, just keep calculating that specter math that never lets you down. So you <laughs> uh, That was the game. Yeah, Awesome. Awesome. So a win in round four. Ryan is undefeated on the
0: day heading into the final. Jeremy, yep. give us your top four.
2: Uh, yep. So uh, Spectre again on Rogue AI. Um, my opponent was a little less experienced. Uh, he had literally never seen the MHD card before um, before our match. So I did the gentlemanly thing and explained uh, Miracle Worker to him. So it did not uh, did not take him by surprise later on. And um, but yeah, he. Uh, uh, not much to say here. He ended up splitting the Spectre list, um, and, you know, they came in kind of one, two at a time. I was able to clear them out. Uh, the only figure I lost the entire match was C-3PO, uh, at the very end to a dying lunge. But, um, but yeah, MHD did work and just, uh, I was able to rotate figures and keep everyone healed up.
0: Okay, cool. Very, very cool. That's actually, an, extra armor is kind of annoying versus the box. You don't have anyone who has Pierce, So they're just adding, they're just adding, you know, two more health to Ezra, which, kind of feels bad man but awesome all right so on to the final ryan and jeremy are playing each other it's a rematch and let's let, let's see how this game goes i was following it very intensely on the slack and 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 mentally yelling at ryan or not ryan well i was yelling at ryan he was winning, <laughs> but yelling at jeremy for all the things he was doing i'm like no what are you doing but it was awesome to follow
1: yeah it was a great yeah. game um i think i personally was you know i was a little uh brain fried by the time we got to this game and and looking back on it i i keep kind of questioning some of the decisions i was making there during this game but uh it, it was a long day you know by the time you get to that seventh skirmish game you're a little you're a little uh <laughs> you're a little burnt um we were playing on uh, most icely with the control points uh mission um and i believe i had initiative and i started on the interior side uh so jeremy was in the desert deployment zone uh round one uh so when we set up i could see that jeremy had put all of his figures in the very back hallway um so he was not close to his terminal which told me he was not going to be pushing through his deployment zone to the doors that he has access to. He was in the very back hallway, which is smart. He's keeping his distance, staying away from me as much as possible. So because he was so far back, I was using all my activations to basically push from my deployment zone into the cantina area right outside of his terminal door. Um, I, I moved Zeb down there, Hera, Kanan, um, and uh, we're just kind of going back and forth. No real shots are happening. We're, we're positioning, um, and then we get towards the end of round one and I make a weird choice, uh, with Sabine. I, I throw Sabine out, um, just off of the, the main middle hallway, um, where all the action usually takes place. Uh, I had her positioned one space over where she could, uh, control the one, um, uh, box, the, the two victory point box that's sitting there. So I had her one off of the hallway, um, just kind of thinking that I would throw her out there and see what, see what Jeremy does. And if I needed to run away, uh, I still had the specter cell tap so I could move her off. And then if, if I didn't, she'd get the points, um, so, yeah, Jeremy really makes me pay for that move. He, uh, he brings Han out into the middle hallway, but he's staying far, far away from me um, to take a shot at Sabine. I think he played Element of Surprise, so he dropped my dice. And Han's focus, and so I think he puts like eight damage into Sabine. Um, and this is just late round one. Nothing's really happened yet. So now I'm getting, now I'm a little worried. I'm like, oh, I I, I didn't expect it to be that bad. Uh, I think I activate Ezra, move him over by my terminal door, and then um, use the Spectre cell card to get Sabine out of the line of fire uh, to try to protect her a little bit. So um, I move her one space over so that line of sight is broken. I could have moved her two spaces, um into the corner of the cantina room Um, but again i I was playing a little greedy and and really wasn't um thinking about what would happen next um which was dracotta popping out with arcing shot uh (laughs) i hadn't really played against that card a whole lot lately so it wasn't on my radar Um, but dracotta is able to move out doesn't have line of sight to sabine but he does have or she does have line of sight to an empty space adjacent to Sabine. So arcing shot gets dropped. Um I'm pretty sure Drakada was focused at this point too. She was. And yeah, Sabine's about to die, but I rolled a dodge. Uh probably my biggest dodge of the day right there because losing Sabine round 1 before she does anything would have made it very difficult for me to get back into it.
2: Yeah, and, and Sabine is the figure that I fear the most. Um, you know, and then, you know, in round two, um, you know, she paid off for you in a big way, getting a, a big two-point grenade on on I think every every one of my figures. I mean it was just it was just nasty. Yeah, she I mean
1: Sabine really is like
2: the box breaker,
1: you know. Um so round one ends, his box is really nice and set up. Um He's basically just moved a few spaces out of his deployment zone. He is set the box up at the far end from me um, of the middle hallway. So he's got great line of sight down the middle hallway. Um, He's kind of moved MHD and Leia over to uh, where the moisture evaporator um, space is. So start of round two... I decided to make another sort of risky play with Ezra. I had Ezra by my terminal, um, open that door with the end of the round effect, and I throw Ezra out towards uh, his MHD uh, with my brash movement, because I'm I'm looking at MHD and I'm thinking, man, I've got to get MHD out of here if I want to start making any progress. So start of round two... I think I'm able to um, move Ezra up and attack MHD with Deathblow, um, which I had no friendly figures near Ezra, so uh, that's a really good situation for a card like Deathblow just to kind of shore up your your roll. Because um, uh, you play Deathblow, MHD is a ranged attacker, starting with three damage before I roll dice. So I was able to one-shot MHD... Uh, But Jeremy's holding Miracle Worker there. So he's able to recover him back um, to the three damage. And uh, then I was able to come back to that with a Force Surge. um, Since I knew it would force him to discard and leave MHD with one health. So kind of, yeah, had Ezra on this dive in, attacking MHD, got Miracle Worker out. uh, But now Ezra was pretty exposed Um, and, uh, then round two, I just kind of have to start positioning my guys. I'm moving, um, my guys from the cantina room into his, uh, terminal area. Uh, he's got R2 sitting over on the terminal. Um, and, you know, I kind of get caught in the trap of trying to attack R2. I think I send Kanan over. Kanan hits r2 but only puts five damage on him um i think zeb comes up and r2 gets lucky and and zeb whiffs against r2 so r2 is one of those figures that can tank uh, multiple specter cell attacks you know um where a lot of other figures just just can't do it um so yeah those those are good moments and uh yeah jeremy what do you remember in round two
2: yeah so um I remember my lack of experience with the list coming to bite me um, starting in round two uh, because I mispositioned a few figures. Um, So having MHD away from 3PO was definitely, um, you know, mistake number one. that was a, you know, an unforced error. Um, But there was a really interesting uh, sequence that happened in round two. So, You know, after this whole, uh, you know, Ezra rushing out there and playing all these offensive cards to go after MHD, I figured that uh, Ryan's holding on the Lamb. And I'm holding uh, Intelligence Leak, so I can rip it out and uh, try to get a, uh, you know, a couple of good shots on Ezra. So... But the way that Leia's positioned, so I'd put her up by the moisture evaporator to grab a, a crate, a, an object, a couple of objective points at the end of round one. So um, the only other figure that has line of sight to uh, to Ezra is uh, MHD. So I have to have Drokata go first. Um, go ahead. I'd refocused her at this point, so I had to uh, spend the uh, the attack. I think I was a couple short on uh, on Hera. Um, and so i just think i got maybe five on hera and then ran dracotta up to get line of sight on ezra um and then uh during leia's activation i played intelligence league indeed ryan was holding on the lamb was able to rip that out and then um between the leia uh attack and then the dracotta attack i was exactly uh eight damage onto ezra uh which after demolish was nine um and I was really, really lamenting not having positioning advantage um in my hand and not having Hera in the list at all. Um because I was that one key damage short to uh to kill Ezra.
1: Yeah, that's right. It was a it was a really good uh play that he had there and he had me really he had me really worried because when Leia pulled intel leak, I was like, uh oh, I am in trouble now. I am hanging out in the wind and he's about to unload uh everything he's got. Uh, the first attack leia i think max rolled and put i think i blanked with ezra again and i think leia was able to do five damage um so then dracotta is is on deck getting ready to shoot ezra and i've only got five health left and no on the lamb and i'm thinking oops this is it uh but i got lucky there and i think i think dracotta kind of low rolled because she only got what i guess three damage in um, yeah they
2: i think it was single symbols across the board
1: yeah so i got i got quite lucky um to survive that battlefield leadership attack um i kept moving my figures uh, towards his box um crowding in around his terminal area uh i do remember on that turn on that round two I had Sabine with eight damage on her. I was able to play of freedom, um, move her six spaces around past the terminal, uh, close enough to be able to do the parting gift on I'm pretty sure it was on four figures in the box at that point. I think you had Han, MHD, 3PO and Gideon back there. Um, and, Sabine was, yeah, so Sabine was able to come around, do parting gift, and uh, had to shoot MHD to finish him off, because I think at this point, MHD had moved back to the box, healed himself, Um, so I had to, yeah, I had to spend Sabine's attack uh, and a grenade to get rid of MHD back there, Uh, but I finally did, and that was... Uh, I think I did lose Sabine at the end of the round. I think Han was able to finish her off. Um, we kind of
2: kept... That's right. Yeah. You also yeah. had Celebration for MHD.
1: That's right, yeah. So that was that was pretty helpful. Um, Ezra was able to survive through the end of that round, fortunately. I think part of it was that I had positioned... I was positioning figures to make it very difficult for Han to get a shot at Ezra. um, unless he committed all the way into the middle of the map, which meant most of my list was going to be able to reach him at that point. So Ezra was able to survive the round. Uh, I was able to retreat him back at the start of the next round with Brash and I think yeah my first uh, my first move in that following round was to send Ezra back and and swipe at R2 just so I could finish R2 off recover two damage and kind of tuck Ezra way in the back behind um the figures I had left just to try to protect him there. Um and then round 3 uh yeah what do you remember in round 3 Jeremy?
2: Yeah, so in my notes, uh, I have in round three, you cleared out some of my support, so you already mentioned R2, you also got Gideon that round, um, and then uh, we basically traded support, uh, so I finished off Hera and Chopper. I think you had brought Chopper up to do some body blocking, um, so this is a, another unforced error. Um, I mispositioned, uh, you know, so I drawn on the lamb at this point, uh, so I have Han run out, uh, challenge for some of the boxes in the middle, and um, uh, you know, every other game uh, against Specter, all day long, Chopper is always just a terminal setter, and so uh, I just was not. You know, I had a whole blind spot on that half of the map. I didn't even consider that Chopper would come up and uh, do some body blocking, and um, and uh, and you did. Yeah, you brought Chopper up to body block. Uh, so Han's end around shot had to sink into Chopper. Um, I think I did get him um, because I have him dying in the third round. But um, yeah, that sounds. But yeah. Right. I mean that that saved a shot on, you know, Kanan or Zeb or Ezra, whoever was standing there that, that should have uh, soaked up the shot. Yep.
1: Yeah, so I think going into that final round, um, I think I only had three figures. I had Ezra that was wounded maybe at seven seven health pro- or seven damage on him at that point. Uh and then I had Kanan and Zeb left, and you still had Leia over by the moisture evaporator. Um Still had Dracata, still had Han, and I guess maybe that was it, huh?
2: That was it, yep. And your Zeb did have some damage on him. I think I may have gotten a shot or uh, some blast damage. Yes, that's
1: right. Yeah, Uh, I guess it was the last, must have been the last round. Maybe it was Zeb at the end of that third round. Um, Zeb came out to try to attack Han with a melee attack. I think that's when it forced on the lamb. Um to get played and, and but then han was in that tricky spot of not wanting to leave himself open to the zeb ranged attack so and then i think you had to move han far enough and behind uh, blocking terrain so that you avoided my attack but also couldn't get a return shot of your own
2: Yep, that that that's right. And um I, I think Han blanked his role and you rolled uh six damage plus the one from Spectre. Um I think so that's what it was. So um it was a good on the lamb. Um but uh and I think this is uh what Kenny was referring to, just screaming internally. Um Oh no, you know, I was so-
0: screaming on the Slack <laughs> <laughs>
2: Um so I had a, an interesting um choice and so where where we were, uh, you know, in the round, uh, we knew that time was going to be called in the middle of round four. So we only have one more round to go. I think um, at this point, um, Ryan was up by three, and so um, Zeb was the only figure that had enough damage on him that I could kill him. Um, I think at this point, between motivation and a couple of recovers, Ezra was down to just uh, two or three damage on him kanan was still completely healthy maybe he had two damage from a blast um but zeb was setting at like uh i think 12 damage so um if i on the lamb han up into the moisture evaporator area near Jerkata and leia he would have been safe um but at that point um during round four all ryan would have had to do is just run everyone eight spaces away um and then just go after crates, and there there would have been any way for me to, uh, you know, deal get enough shots on figures to to actually kill them, and so um, you know he could hide, Drak- or hide Zeb far enough away that even Hans end around shot moving eight would not have line of sight on him, so um, so that's why I ended up lamming. Towards his in towards his deployment zone. So I started on the outside. He was on the inside. So I lambed towards his deployment zone. So Zeb would have no way to run away um without running either into Leia or dracata on one end of the map and Han on the other end of the map. So um so yeah, it, it was just looking at where we were in the round, what uh what the points were, and uh what my my path to victory ran through killing zeb it was the the only option that i had to uh to get enough points to catch up and then uh, stay ahead
1: yeah yeah that's right um and i think so i think going into the final round um like jeremy said the points were super tight uh it was we you know it was a lot of these pondering of like well how do we how do we get these last few points to try to stay ahead of each other. Um, I, I pretty sure I had initiative going into the last round. You did. Uh, Yeah. So I was kind of looking at it and, um, my best option that I could see was activating Zeb. Uh, Kanan was close enough where I could use the specter cell tap to move Kanan to and make an attack on Han. Uh, which I wasn't worried about return fire on Kanan because he was basically healthy at that point. Uh, and then, assuming he doesn't dodge, Kanan's attacked Han. Uh, I think I had, I think I had to move Zeb more than four spaces, but I could move Zeb um, far enough to get uh, a melee attack in. So that was that was kind of the best I could come up with in that last round. That was the plan. Spectre Kanan up for one attack hope he puts enough damage on and then have zeb come around and zeb really needed to be able to finish him off because if i just attack han and he doesn't die and he gets returned fire he's got a good chance at removing zeb um and putting himself up so that was the plan that's what we did kanan um, kanan got a good attack no dodge and zeb came around and was able to finish finish the job Awesome. Awesome. Well, an excellent showing, Jeremy, and an
0: unexpected, I mean, I I don't think many people were expecting to see. we we'd been talking about your list a little bit on the Slack, but I don't think anyone was expecting to see that in the final. So congratulations to losing to Ryan as yet another uh, corpse on his way to victory.
2: Mm. (laughs) It was (laughs) well learned.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Jeremy played a great game, though, and uh, like I said, that box was, I mean, it's a tough yeah list to play against there are certain maps that are super good for it um and you know it's another game where it's like i I threw one attack at leia during the whole game i had ezra over there next to her yeah and tried to attack her once and she dodged Mm. and um after that it's really the list is super interesting because it it can keep leia alive whereas she doesn't have that luxury in a lot of other lists, you know. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And it's and it like you said, it's one of those things where you don't want her
0: to be your first target. Um, and for all the reasons that you've talked about, you got right dodge. Yeah. You got miracle worker. You got second chance. So it's I I think it's I I think there is something to be said for this. I mean, I know Jeremy's practiced with this list before, but I think that. We, we, we've been talking about this. We talked about it um, after Jeremy's win, like on the Slack generally, and we were talking, I played it versus Scott with his VPT list. Mm-hmm. And I think that the list has got chops. Not having ERA really hurts Dracotta because Dracotta needs to be able to take those long range shots. Like that's what makes Dracotta such a monster for things like Rangers and things like that. But the ability to threaten so much damage when or when uh specter collapses there's something really to be said for that
2: absolutely yeah i was just gonna say it's a fun list to play and um it it really presents a lot of mind games for your opponent yeah Um, yeah. you know i mean you know in it against a traditional uh you know box list you know they see on the lamb come out uh you know it's like okay now i can go and kill Um, and then as soon as Leia cycles that on the lamb and then you draw one card, all of a sudden on the lamb is back on the table and your opponent doesn't know if you have it or not. Yep. So, um, it's just those little mind games like that, that, uh, you know, you know, clearly people have not been practicing against Leia because why would they? Yeah. Um, so it, uh, it, it really creates, some um, you know, those opportunities for people to, uh, you know, make those, those unforced errors. Um, you know, and so, you know, that that's you know what i did most of the the game was just kind of set back um it's a scrappy little list um you know it's uh it's kind of weird because it doesn't box as well as the box it doesn't outrange rangers it doesn't punch as hard as specter or vader um you know but you know it has enough tricks in it to um uh you know to uh you know steal some games um you know throughout the day uh you know i became painfully aware of my lack of uh you know play testing with it i, I tested it uh, in two games before i brought it to the original yeah. um and so you know I, th- there were just you know some small positioning errors that i made throughout the day that uh you know i would bleed supports um you know and so all of my losses looked like that you know i would keep my main figures alive and then i bleed supports and i'd lose one of my three queens and then that would that would be the end um so so yeah so i think with uh with practice it uh uh, you know, I, it may have a spoiler place in the meta, um, you know, I, I do not want to see Han Rangers against the table, um, especially no. on his or Lothal. Yeah. So, um, you know, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see what, uh, you know, how much specter, you know, kind of, uh, you know, sucks up the oxygen in the room, but, uh, in a, at like the Atlanta regional, I think we had seven or eight specters, um, out of 13. So, and you um, you
0: played six specters on the day.
2: I did. Yes. So, um, so th- those are the opponents I wanted to see across the table. Yeah, except except Ryan. Yeah,
0: of course. No one wants to see Ryan across the table. <laughs> um, yeah, we were talking about Jeremy. I think that I think that the Explosives Lovers box is good, is is better versus Spectre because you don't need the range um, and you've got the ability to double tap as they're coming in close. But I think against so like the normal box does amazing against Tom Rangers because I can I can play even more conservative than them. I've got spy cards, and if Dracotta is able to get an arcing shot. You know, she can one-shot a ranger, blast, you know, two onto 3PO or two onto another ranger, collateral damage, right? Like, she can just push out so much damage on them. But that's kind of, you need Hera to guarantee that you're going to have the range to make those shots. So I think it's weaker versus that, but, I mean, if everyone's running Spectre, I would rather run something with Leia, right? And then just kind of take your lumps as they come with these longer-range lists.
2: That's right, yep. Um, One interesting interaction with Leia is that she... uh... Doesn't need to make range to use her military efficiency ability. So, um, you know, in a practice game, I took a cro- I set up an interesting um, scenario where I'd pushed Han out. I was holding on the lamb. So I pushed Han all the way out and then, um, uh, you know, ran Leia up, took a really long range shot that Han could hit, but Leia couldn't. And uh, she missed, but I was still able to tuck a card and have Han shoot as long as you're within, what is it, three spaces, I think. Yeah. um for for battlefield leadership so um so yes there's some interesting interactions but um but yeah uh, against a, a true sniper list it's um it's rough sledding
0: yeah absolutely all right maybe now you know what we can do is we're running a little bit long we're probably gonna have to break this up into two episodes but let's take some time to talk about what we're doing to prep for world so let's start actually let's start with jeremy um, let's talk about what you're doing in terms of if you're going to keep running this list or if there's changes that you're gonna, going to need to make. Like, let's talk about what you're doing to prepare for Worlds. Because the anticipation is that probably 25 to 30% of the field of Worlds is going to be Spectre. And that that actually doesn't sound like that much, like when you're really thinking about it. I mean, that's a lot to have just be one list. But that means there's going to be a lot of scum. I think scum is actually what is probably going to be most of the field. People are going to be, there's a lot of people are going to be running um, scum hunters, things like IG and Matt Lansdowne, i um, sorry, DT and Matt Lansdowne, their punishing strike IG list, right? Things that have, are kind of hunter weird blends with little tricks so that they can still do, do hunter damage, but control specter. So what are you thinking, Jeremy, as you're preparing for worlds? Like, what do you want to run?
2: Yeah. So unfortunately I have some work travel, um, so I will not be able to attend worlds. Um, but I'm still, uh, tweaking the list. Um, so if I was going to worlds tomorrow, I would bring a variant of this list. Um, you know, it's just such a fun list to play, um, that, you know, the, the fun value alone, um, and it kind of scratches my, my inner, um, you know, Johnny itch of, you know, wanting to, uh, you know, not just win, but win with, uh, win with style, um, you know, kind of, a my own homebrew. So, um, so, you know, I, I want to see Leia make top 16 of worlds. Um, I think that would be really cool. Um, a couple of variants that I'm testing is a downgrading Dracada to Sabine. Um, and that actually frees up quite a few points, um, for you to play around with. Um, I'm testing one variant that has, um, uh, Sabine and then, uh, Rebel High Command. So kind of a, the max... Uh, card draw with, uh, with R2. Um, just looking to really take advantage of that of cycling cards. Um, and then I have a different variant that has um, uh, uh, drops Dracada to Sabine and then also drops uh, R2 to bring in uh, Hera and a one point upgrade. I've been playing around with Balance of the Force um, to uh, free up points to bring in Assassinate for Sabine. Interesting. Um, so get. Turns out getting to cycle assassinate is pretty good. Yeah, that'd be um, crazy. Yeah, yeah. So I've done it in one practice game so far. Um and it was awesome when it happened. But um but yeah, Sabine has a lower um damage uh ceiling than Dracotta does, but she brings the parting gift, she brings the uh the rebel graffiti, so I'm and the white dice. Um, you know, both Sabine and Dracata are in a drop to two Spectre attacks, um, but you know dracotta might as well not be rolling a defense against yeah. specter yep. um <laughs> at, at, at least you know one out of six times sabine is going to dodge so um so right yeah on. so you know testing out those variants
0: yeah steven rinzma actually he ran um he ran the lover's box with sabine instead of dracotta he didn't have rebel high command i think he did he might have done extra armor i'm not 100 positive what he did but he lost i think in the top four um, four game, but he did really, really well. I mean, the Seattle regional is—I mean, that's got DT Kyle Bossom, two of the best. I mean, DT's the best, and Kyle yeah, is tough you know, field, in, yeah, incredibly tough field. So, the I think that I think that there is something to be said for this list. I think real—I know it sounds crazy, but I don't think you got to practice against Specter. I think you got to practice against scum in order to see if you can figure that out. But obviously we'll see. I'm sure, I'm sure someone will take some variant of its world. So we'll see how they do. Okay. Ryan, what are you doing in preparation for worlds? you got to be the best specter player out there or what's the plan?
1: Well, uh, yeah, you know, my preference would be to find that, um, that, that magic hidden, uh, Imperial list that nobody's tried out yet. Uh, I would love to, to be the one to discover that and, 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 blow people away with a, I don't know, a riot swarm maybe, but, um, those days are behind me. I'm afraid, uh, (laughs) you know, I keep, I keep going back, uh, to test different imperialists on Basel. Um, still, still kind of experimenting and, and trying things out there. Um, but I, as of today, I, I haven't, haven't found it. Haven't found that, um, great imperial list that that really works with my play style the things that i um, always liked about imperial lists were the ability to play to the objectives play to the points on the map as well as play towards the kill points and um just kind of having that extra level of tankiness to survive um survive a lot of the attacks coming at you and in a world of Spectre, I just don't think that those factors um, apply as much anymore with the Imperial factions. So, so chances are high uh, that you're going to see me with Spectre. There. Well, if if you, you
2: bring anything except Carolina Storm to Worlds, I will be disappointed
0: in you, Ryan. <laughs> so there you go. Well, I mean, and Ryan, like we've talked about this a lot when people are, like Hassan has been raising this on the Slack channel in terms of what people should be playing for Spectre, because Spectre has just been dominating regionals. I think they've uh-huh. won, you know, like 70% of the regionals this season. And so people are saying, well, you know, you just throw in the talent play Spectre. But it's. I think that if I if I'm telling someone, if you're a new player, you should not be picking specter up because you're going to run into people like Ryan Janway or Noah Pastana, right, who right. won the Seattle regional, people who have been playing specter for months and if you're thinking like you're just you may and maybe you do just waltz through swiss and if that's good enough for you but i also think there's a chance you're going to run as you're hitting the you know when you're you know, 3-0, 4-0, you're going to run into Spectre players who have possibly been playing it longer than you, unless you're just able to get a ton of reps in over the next two months. So that might not be the answer.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with you on that point, that um, especially for newer or less experienced players, it's um, it's maybe a bit of a shortcut in the, ter- in the sense that um, you could pick this list up and... Um, you could have a intermediate understanding of the game, uh, and you still do well with it. You can, and and I think we've, I think a lot of us have seen these um, results from from regionals this season, where um, a player who maybe hasn't practiced with Spectre that extensively can bring that list and can sometimes make a few mistakes and and uh kind of stumble their way into some some significant wins right but yeah um eventually you hit a wall on that path right um yeah. you you come up against someone who has uh put the time in with a different list and is really taking against it or just out specters you
0: right yep yeah, absolutely no know, knows when to make trades when not to make trades just because they played the matchup so many times right like they yeah. know exactly what they need to do in order to stay ahead on math
1: yeah uh for me like i said it's um if i was a, a long time you know scum hunter player or uh, e rangers player i there's a good chance i'd be going back to those lists tweaking them finding ways to improve those and really cater them towards specter um, being an imperial player that uh, just isn't finding what i'm looking for in that faction you know what i mean um, specter is like kind of the next best thing and, and in all honesty a lot of this play style that i use with specter is very similar to the play style i would use with imperial Trooper list.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And you've talked about this before, and I think it's a really good comparison.
1: Yeah. So that's that's what you're probably going to see me doing. Um, you know, some of the things that I'm really focusing on uh, are the mirror match. You know, I mean, that's going to be a big deal. Yep. Something you got to be ready for. Um, uh, I like to spend time, you know, figuring out my, figuring out my deployment plans um, and kind of going into this regional. You know, I had sort of that checklist in my head of, um, okay, if I'm on this deployment zone, uh, I'm, if I'm in a mirror match against another Specter list, I'm, I've got a certain deployment formation I want to go with. If I'm against basically any other list, I've got, you know, this different formation I'm going to put down, um, and kind of keeping those things, you know, rehearsed and, and, and fresh, um,
2: I think could wh- you add a uh, not putting Sabine in the middle on the end of round one to that checklist? You know, I
1: think um, <laughs> I think that's something that I, I may be tempted to try again. Um, it, it did work for me in this game. Got um, <laughs>
2: <laughs> The burn. Ew.
1: Yeah. Uh, you know. You know. I think I, learned- I,
2: I, I will say this is the same guy that uh, before our round he extended his hand and said, "I didn't think we would be here." So uh, I, I, I'm well acquainted with the Ryan savagery. <laughs>
0: he didn't think you would be there
1: i i that's right i never imagined the both of us together might be at that yeah it was it was uh, but i was so glad that we were so glad that we were it was a great game uh so some of the other things um that i'm kind of thinking about with specter and and something for other specter players to consider too um especially in this tournament I really noticed this, um, uh, being able to activate Kanan, um, early in the round, I think is really important. Um, yeah. I think that force vision ability is, is really, really big. And that was something I found with bringing all those extra movement cards. I didn't have to wait for an opponent to get close enough to Kanan, um, to activate him, which was usually later in the round. Uh I just think there's something being able to activate Kanan early, and if you've got a movement cards so that he can move six and make an attack, um you get so much out of that force vision ability because not only are they telling you who they're activating next, they're telling you who they're not activating. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, it's huge. Like cause it because so for this is something that happens all the time with the box with Dracotta, right? He's going to activate Kanan, and now I've got to decide, okay, do I take my unfocused Dracotta? Do I say I'm going to activate Drakkata next and go for it? Um, You know, take an unfocused shot, which hurts, right? Because I need all the focus shots I can get. Or do I not say Dracotta, say somebody else, but then what he's going to be able to do is do two uninterrupted attacks on Drakata with Specter cell, right? That that's I can't right. do anything about. So, it's a it, it's there's some great control there.
1: Yeah, that's absolutely it. If you in that situation if you're not calling Drakata next, I may have two full activations as well as my Specter cell tap to dive in before Drakata has a chance to do anything, right? And yeah, if I can get if I can get that off, I mean that's big. Um, and, and so, you know, sometimes I see people wait with Kanan and they won't activate him until late in the round. But if if Kanan is your last or second to last activation, um, you're not getting anything out of that Force Vision ability, right? Because the opponent only has one or two figures left and it's pretty clear who's going to activate next by that point in the round. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. So setting yourself up to take advantage of that Force Vision ability is really huge. Uh, it puts the opponent in a weird position of having to make that choice. And if you're activating early, there's usually not a great choice for them to make because they're sacrificing something, right? So uh, that was something I really liked about having those extra movement cards with Kanan was having that extra level of control. Um, like I talked about, kind of protecting against the initiative swing, Um Holding back if you need to until you've got that chance to really just kind of unleash, and then um, maybe my last point with the list um, is this thought about choosing choosing which figure I want to lose. Which sounds weird, right? But you're going to lose one or two or maybe three figures, um, and if I can kind of make the choice about who i'm going to lose um there's a certain level of of benefit there um when you look at the six figures like okay i would always put hera and chopper up at the top of the list like if somebody wants to shoot at them uh that's okay because i still got the four big hitters that are are going to be able to do plenty. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like
0: you you should very rarely consider attacking Chopper or Hera. Hera you should almost never attack because they might have on the lamb, right? Right. Like, and the, and it's just it's very tough to one shot her and if she's got on the lamb, wasting wasting one of your few precious attacks to remove hair is just not worth it. And even Chopper, like, I think sometimes people think, like, well, if I can kill Chopper, it stops, like, it's, their terminal control stuff, but yeah. that's not what Spectre needs, right? Like, Spectre it, no. just needs you to waste damage as they are approaching because you need to be able to do 60 damage to four <laughs> figures, right? That's and, right. And so, like, if you have wasted 10 of that, uh, or, like, 7 of it, even, on Chopper,
1: you know that's oh that hurts real no bad. absolutely and as the specter player so i i'm totally fine with losing hera or chopper um i almost never want to lose sabine because I, sabine is just too good she's, right she's money yeah i mean she's always going to be contributing no matter who you're against and what's going on so um
2: and sabine is always my kill target number one
1: and I think that's that's a good idea. Like Sabine, Zeb and
0: Kanan are my kill targets number one. I mean Sabine's a pain, but and this is the problem, right? Like we've oh, all yeah. got good reasons for why we're saying yeah. all these different characters.
1: As the Spectre player, I feel like the choice really comes down to who do I who would I prefer to lose first between Kanan or Zeb? Because yeah. I don't want I don't want to lose Ezra. I want Ezra to get attacked and then I want him to recover. Yep. Um, I don't want to lose Sabine. But if I have to choose between do I want to lose Kanan, do I want to lose Zeb, um, I think a certain amount of that may it may help to look at your matchup. What is your opponent running? Um, if your opponent is running Specter Cell or Vader, uh, a list with a bunch of extra defense, then Kanan's Pierce 3 is more valuable um, than maybe Zeb, even though he's got the two attacks are right. Yeah. Um, So if you're in the mirror match or you're against Vader, it's something to think about. Maybe you want to play Zeb a bit more aggressively, not saying play him recklessly and lose him unnecessarily, but uh, if they're going to kill somebody, let them kill Zeb so that Kanan can come with the Pierce three. On the other hand, if you're against scum hunters, um, I'd rather have Zeb late game, um, to go out and finish off a lot of the the mercenary figures, right? Because Great his point. two attacks are going to be um, probably more valuable than Kanan's one attack with Pierce three against, you know, uh, a bunch of the scum hero figures. Great point. Awesome. So, yeah, something to think about there. Awesome. Um, yeah, yeah, that's, I think that's about what I've got. That's the
2: size
0: of it. Ryan's trying trying to help us. Um, Trying to help Spectre players get better. That's not what we want to hear, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> but, ne-
2: ne- no. ne- never forget, Ryan. You are the villain in my story. <laughs> okay.
0: I, you know, uh, I, I get the feeling that Ryan's going to be the villain in a lot of stories come worlds.
1: I, I do enjoy that uh, even though I'm not running Imperials, I can still still <laughs> carry that. that That dark aura yeah that inherent you're you're
2: still playing the bad guys (laughs) yes (laughs) that
1: oppressive nature is
0: still there yep that's right oh ryan but how well how well you do it it is an art even as you as you brutally bring them down (laughs) awesome awesome well i want to thank you brothers for coming on yeah absolutely appreciate you having me
2: yeah thanks for having us
0: you guys um the north carolina group is such a strong play group and it's going to be i'm Jeremy, I'm sad you're not going to be there at Worlds. For some reason, I thought you were. Um, but it's going to be awesome to see you guys at Worlds and see how well how well you do. I hope that I do not play anyone from North Carolina. so But I'm <laughs> sure I will not be so lucky. <laughs> um, but anyway, we want to thank you, brothers, again for coming on. And again, for everybody. Who, so if you're on the Slack, or even if you're not on the Slack and you just listen to the podcast, you need to get on the wait list like right now because they are going to be um releasing tickets pretty soon we think um people have been contacted regarding their um regional not regional wins national wins definitely i think regional wins are also happening this week so if you're not on the and if you're not on the wait list i don't think you're going to get into worlds so because i think all the tickets are going to be eaten up pretty fast so just anyway that is the only bit of news we have and besides that we don't really have anything else from ffg
1: um ryan jeremy do, I, do you guys have anything more for us I encourage people to uh, go to Worlds if you're on the fence. Seize the day, seize the moment, and go That's get it. get on get on that wait list and uh, come out and have a great time with us.
0: Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. And also, um, if you're not on the Slack channel just FYI, so you know we are having we're trying to plan something. We're probably going to go out to eat or something on Friday, go have some gross, disgusting Chicago pizza um, that JK is <laughs> desperately wanting to go get. Um, but but what we're trying to do is get some kind of a headcount. So if you're not on the Slack channel, and for whatever reason you have chosen not to get on the Slack channel, but you still want to um, go out with us, just email us at zionsfinest.ia at gmail.com just so we know to, to plan on you. And if you're in the Slack channel, you really got to get in the world's uh, channel just so we just so we can have an accurate count as we're planning. Cause we're actually like, we, we got to get this lockdown down pretty soon because if we're going to have 30 people going out to eat or, or more um, obviously we got to know that soon. So anyway, Ryan and Jeremy, thank you brothers so much for coming on. Yep. Thanks again. Yep.
1: Thank you.